Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spinning the Reel. I am uh, once again your only regular host on the episode as Cody is still out sick, but not to fear, we still have Zach here. How's it going, Zach? Hey, what's up? I feel like that that bordered just a little too closely to Cody's Zach attack thing, and I regret it Thank you. deeply. Thank you. So, um, anyway. <laughs> Honestly, we would have just gone and skipped this week's uh, episode because there wasn't really a ton uh, going on as far as new movies uh, go, unless, you know, we really wanted to talk about the Adam Project or something like that. Uh, you're, disres- you're disrespecting Elma here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you want to you wanna go on about Elma for <laughs> half an hour? <laughs> Floor's <laughs> yours, buddy. Uh, I don't think I could fill a half hour talking <laughs> about that movie. Right, but so this is going to be the last episode that we're able to get in before the Oscars on Sunday. So uh, I wanted to do an episode where we could go through and predict category by category. Uh, And luckily, Zach was available for this. Um, I should also note that we have a Google Doc, like we did last year, where anyone can submit uh, their predictions, and we will uh, shout out the winner uh, after... uh, I guess it's decided. I don't know. I don't think we have any responses yet. So Zach, you and I are going to be the first two. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants to fill that out, the uh, link is on the on our Twitter at spinning the real R E E L R E E L. Yeah, like I said on Twitter, it'll be there, and then I'll tweet it out as well. Uh, okay. Anything you want to add? No, let's get to it. All right, Zach, so uh, all we're doing today is we are running down uh, the nominees. We're going to try our best to predict the winners in each category. Um, So we have this form. We'll just work from the bottom up. Um, We're going to skip over director to do that one uh, close to the end. You want to just go back and forth reading off the nominees and then we'll we'll talk about them? Yeah, that's okay. So why don't why don't you start with uh, original screenplay and read off the, uh, the nominees for us? Uh, all right, and the nominees for best original screenplay are Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look up uh, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and the worst person in the world. You have any? Uh, you have any feel for this one? What What you think might happen here? I swear it's going to go to Don't Look Up. <laughs> That's kind of what I have picked too. Um, I, I don't like it. No, um, I don't. Well, I feel like it's not going to win anything else. Hopefully, um, and this is going to be the chance for like the Academy voters to be like, "Oh, look at this is uh, us saying that we really care about." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, like the the front runner here seemed for a while to be Licorice Pizza, but then Licorice Pizza lost to Don't Look Up at the Writers Guild uh, Awards. So that's kind of not the best sign. There's been. I want to say there's been another round of pushback against Licorice Pizza online, but it's not really another round. It's just been an ongoing round of pushback against that movie from the moment it came out, um, be it for the uh, the age gap stuff or be it for the uh, mildly or pretty racist joke 
that I wouldn't uh, call that mild. Yeah. Well, I think I think I say that because uh, PTA has said that the, the intention was to make fun of that guy, right. not to make fun of like Asian stereotypes. But I guess if that's maybe a failure of writing and performance, if uh, that doesn't come through in actually watching the movie. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the case there. So the other one here could be Belfast, but you, you're thinking don't look up. The cynic in me says don't look up. Yeah. I I know you're not a Belfast fan, but I'd I'd be okay with the Belfast win. I, that movie has a special place in my heart, even though <laughs> it's not it's not super great. It's, I I don't know. Open up your eyes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um the worst person in the world would be very cool. This is the only place it's nominated outside of international feature, but I think I think I'm locking it in. Don't look up. What are you thinking? I think I think I have to go don't look up because I have no faith in the people casting these votes. <laughs> but honestly, I think most deserving in this category is a, somewhere between licorice pizza and the worst person in the world. Yeah. I mean, th- those would be, I think, the uh, the best choices. All right. Let's jump over to the adapted side um, of screenplay. A little bit more of a powerhouse category, I I suppose, as far as movies that got a lot of nominations or look to be in contention for things. So we have Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. What are you thinking? Uh, see, I'm not sure because I don't necessarily follow all of the kind of the other smaller award ceremonies on the run-up to the Oscars as much as you do. So I don't know like who the buzz is around. Maybe Power of the Dog here or Coda, since Coda's kind of like on this Cinderella run for Best Picture. But I'm kind of feeling kind of feeling Power of the Dog here. I think that's a solid choice. I think there's, there's so many good screenplays in here. Drive My Car is such a powerful adaptation. Um, the Power of the Dog too is just really really great. Uh, Coda did win at the Writers Guild, um, and that's another one of the reasons why. People are sort of eyeing it to potentially upset in uh, in Best Picture, which we'll get to uh, in a bit here. I'm going with Coda here. Um, I don't know. It just seems like one of those things where that movie is just, there's a lot of momentum around it. It's winning absolutely everything right now. And I, I mean, I, it's tough because it, we'll talk about this, I think, more with Best Picture. But Coda's getting a little bit of backlash now for being this best picture front runner and the talk about it is how, how terrible a movie it is to be uh competing for best picture but it's a good movie and it's a good script so i don't have too much of a problem if it was going to win adapted screenplay but the power of the dog is so good yeah i didn't realize coda was even an adapted screenplay until this nomination yeah it's adapted from a french movie i can't remember the name of the french movie but it's it's literally yeah, and you don't hear that too often. Usually, it's like an adaptation of a book or something. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a French. The French did it first. The rest of these are are books, right? Sorry, my uh, yes, sure. that's right. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'll go Power of the Dog here. Okay, cool. So you got Power of the Dog. I've got Coda. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about visual effects? All right. Oh. <laughs> uh. 
What? Okay. Visual effects. Uh, we have Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, <laughs> Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, 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 <laughs> okay. um, I think... I think this is going to going to go to Dune just because it's probably the most critically respected of this bunch. <laughs> um and then like the meme category is not for the critics, Zach. it's for the guy, fans. I guess but like <laughs> Yeah, I I think I think it's going to be Dune here. So I do wonder with these categories uh and this isn't something cuz we didn't go into all of the categories when the nominations got announced, mm-hmm. but I do wonder if this is just one of those things where each guild nominates their own uh nominees and then it goes to the broader voting audience to uh to vote mm-hmm. as as a whole so like the vfx people are putting out the visual effects nominees and it really kind of makes you think that if you you pursue a career in in visual effects it maybe speaks to the kind of movies that you're seeing you know because i mean visual effects could include practical effects as well like you could talk about something, although not the best example, but like No Time to Die is in here um, in that that sort of way. But it does seem to always end up going to like the Marvel movies. And I, and I wonder if that's just a branch of the Academy that seeks out more of that kind of thing. I don't know if that's... Yeah, I think... Um, I guess, I mean, for like these nominees, you for visual effects, you think of more like the big action set pieces or sci-fi mm-hmm. fantasy stuff. But I think something like Social Network was also nominated one time. Sure. Because uh, Army Hammer was bolted twins and he was edited into every shot. So, like, I don't know. I, th- I think maybe smaller stuff is, is just underrepresented in this category. Right. And, that, and that's why I'm saying I wonder if that's a, a matter of, like, the people who are voting on it. Like, is the, is the acting branch more likely to see all the smaller movies than the visual effects branch? Especially because... I imagine those VFX guys, they work um, long hours for yeah. movies like this too. So anyway, I think you're right on the right track with Dune. I think uh, Dune's going to kind of dominate in some of this under-the-line stuff. Um, but again, imagine Free Guy winning. Please, no. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds comes out with a Hulk no. arm and a, and a Captain America shield. Everyone loses their mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, let's uh let's go to sound. We don't need to spend a lot of time on those nominees. I think that's the only place that Spider Man was nominated though, right? Yeah, their their uh best picture campaign never came to fruition really. I do wonder, that's a good point, what is going to win in the um the fan vote? Because last I, I saw the last the time fan- they announced <laughs> like the, the run for the fan vote, um Spider Man was not even in like the top five, it was, it was like, like Cinderella. Yeah, it was like Girl Boss Cinderella and some movie that no one saw starring Johnny Depp that like his fan base <laughs> has boosted. Uh, so that'll be very funny to see Spider Man lose that too. Um, the sound category. So this, I think, is either the first or the second year in which sound has been combined into. Um, one category from it used to be, I think, uh, mixing and editing. sound mixing and editing. Yeah. Uh, and this time it's just one category. We've got Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, Power of the Dog, West Side Story. 
I'm thinking Dune again. I don't know what you're thinking. Dune jumps out. Maybe West Side Story. Um, I could see it. But Dune, I think Dune just is so kind of like bombastic that Mm -hmm. sound is really uh, not necessarily front and center, but it's like a huge thing supporting kind of the entire movie, right? Mm -hmm. Along with the visual effects as well. Like you have the sound of like the the worms moving through the sand and like the thumper, the weird kind of like uh, throat singing voice of the, of those special warriors or whatever. Sure. Um, so that stands out to me as distinct. Uh, but then West Side Story is also just like a musical where like sound is important. The rest of these from Belfast and No Time to Die and Part of the Dog don't really strike me as memorable in terms of their right i mean i guess you could say belfast and sort of recreating the sounds of like um, not even necessarily war but like sort of uh simmering conflict right and unrest during the troubles Mm -hmm. um yeah but i i don't know i feel like dune is just the things that work about dune i mean it's a denis villeneuve movie right so it the things that work about it is it's so uh, sensorily overwhelming and you get the sound and you get the visuals and it, it, you're just sort of engulfed in it all. Mm-hmm. And if there, I think there's a reason why it's nominated in a lot of these places and not nominated in, you know, acting categories or writing or that kind of thing. I think um, yeah, it's just sort of the way that it goes. So, so Dune, we're both on Dune here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Dune's a lock in this category for the most part. I mean, I, I wouldn't, if West Side Story won, I'd be like, okay, West Side Story won. But I think that would be cool. I'd like yeah. that win. I think. I think right. it is. I'm mostly leaning towards Dune. Okay, ninety eight percent Dune. <laughs> All right, live action short. Now I've seen none of these. Same. Um, live action short. We have allocation, take and run. No idea. The Dress, The Long Goodbye, On My Mind, and Please Hold. Yeah. Nice. Oh, no. um, so I was just listening to uh, Vanity Fair has a podcast that um, talks about the Oscars too. I think it's called Little Gold Men. And they do uh, an episode each year talking about all of the, uh, the short categories. Mm-hmm. And their contention is that The Long Goodbye is going to win because it has Rizomet in it. And I'm sure. I'll go with that. I do like Rizzo Man. I think I feel like these were all like available at one point. Um, yeah, they usually are pretty accessible, and I know like the the Lemley theaters around here will play a whole shorts program, mm-hmm. so you can watch them all. But I've never actually made it out to do that. Yeah, me neither. Unfortunate. Yeah, should make effort. Maybe, to maybe next time. Yeah, I, I know it's they're uh, they're probably really great films. So let's uh, let's just run through them real quick though. Animated short, we've got Affairs of the Art, uh, Bestia, Box Ballet, Robin Robin, The Windshield Wiper. Um, the word here is Robin Robin. I don't know. These are always like a crapshoot. The the shorts. Um, yeah. Robin Robin is Artemon, so the the people that did um, 
what like Wallace and Gromit and mm-hmm. those movies and all that stuff. Shaun the Sheep. So why not? Yeah, I feel like uh, this category last year was like uh, kind of random. I, I, right. I remember following it a little more closely and then it ended up being the um the movie about the school shooting what is it i can't really remember the name yeah i don't remember either but i i do remember it being if sort of a happens, surprise i love you right yes yeah, yeah. that one might have it might have been the police shooting mm. one or it could have been both it could have just been one of those years where they kind of gravitated towards the same things yeah but yeah, we are not experts on the shorts, unfortunately. So we're not really experts on much of anything else either. <laughs> <laughs> With that in mind, let's talk about production design. All right. Production design. We have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Which design was produced the best? I think I think I'm looking at Dune again. Um I think it's between Dune and Tragedy of Macbeth here. Uh because those stand out to me in terms of like actual construction of the production design. Right. I feel like West Side Story is more about I guess, you know, chore- choreography and right costumes and all that. And even the sets, you know, like, you know, old school New York, all all factor into production design. But maybe I just am underestimating the impact of those elements. Whereas, again, like something like Dune is just so big. The scale of it is, is massive, even though most of it's done like visually. There's also a significant amount of like costumes and stuff in that one. And like trying to you're bringing like another world to life mm-hmm. i feel like we've seen that era of new york a lot uh and then tragedy of macbeth mostly like they made the choice to go black and white and it's in um like the original english you know sure and it's shakespeare which is kind of well respected i don't know what are you thinking yeah, so I have literally nothing to back this up because I'm not going to go back and look at and see what one production design like every year for the last few years. But I do feel like something that and maybe I personally or, or people broadly underrate is the difficulty of turning a stage play into a movie and having it not feel super stagey. Uh, and I would say like the the set design of both West Side Story and The Tragedy of Macbeth do a lot of work to separate out from the um, staginess of them, especially the tragedy of Macbeth, because that movie is actually shot entirely on a soundstage. And those sets are very, very impressive. Yeah. Um, No, that is a good point, especially about uh, the tragedy of Macbeth. And yeah, I was going to bring up that soundstage point. Yeah. As well. The power of the dog is just, it's so good. I don't know that. I don't know that that's uh, a production design um, success necessarily. I mean, I think it is, but I don't think it's like a massive accomplishment in the same way that these other films are. And then 
Uh, Guillermo del Toro is sort of famous for always being involved in this category with Nightmare Alley, but I am with you once again. I, I think it's going to be Dune. I think Dune is just so massive. The scale of the whole thing is just so massive that to produce these environments that are so alien, literally, um, is is just a massive feat. And again, it's another one of those things that Denis Villeneuve is really good at. Like you look at the production design of something like Arrival or whatever. Um, even like, um, oh, that one where... He he did the one with the the dueling magicians, right? What was that movie called again? Now you see me. Yeah, now <laughs> you see me. <laughs> oh wait, no, that was Christopher Nolan. I'm I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. But anyway, um, Dune. Why not? All right. Um, original song, "Be Alive" from King Richard. I think that's the Beyonce one. Uh, Dos Oruguitas. Encanto, I probably butchered that. Um, Down to Joy, Belfast, the uh, Van Morrison song. No Time to Die from No Time to Die. It's Billie Eilish, I think. And then uh, Somehow You Do, Four Good Days. So what if Van Morrison wins, Zach? What if Van Morrison gets his redemption for Belfast? I hope that he doesn't. (laughs) Um, I'm leaning No Time to Die here. Yeah, I feel like it's been no time to die sort of the whole way down. But then Encanto has just been such a massive like factor in things. Which Encanto song is this? I I think it's like the maybe the one at the end. I'm not sure. But it's not We Don't Talk About Bruno, which is the one that probably would have won if it was in the category just because of the mm. universal adoration that's been uh, poured upon it. Not so, I, sir. Not I. Man, me um, neither. If it's the if it's the like the ensemble number where the whole family's singing, that one's good. I like that one, but yeah, the other. It, it might be. I, I honestly don't know. I. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no time to die, though. I will stick with. Hard to count out Beyonce, though. Even though no one's talking about that, and then you know Diane Warren, for four good days. She always finds a way to get in there. It's very odd, but. Why not? You want to talk a little bit about original score? I feel like this is a good good category for you. Original score. Yeah. Don't look up. Dune. Encanto. Parallel Mothers. Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. Now, I am thinking here probably Power of the Dog. Is, is that your favorite score of the bunch? Uh, of this bunch, I would say Parallel Mothers is probably a, my favorite. It's a good score. score. Yeah. yeah, Parallel Mothers is just so good. Underrepresented at this. Uh, I know, and it's weird because Spain chose not to nominate it or, or submit it as its uh, international feature, so it it was not eligible to uh, to get a nomination there. But I mean, seeing the the love that it got in some of these categories like in original score and i think penelope cruz for uh best actress it probably would have had a pretty decent shot of uh securing maybe that lunana yak in the classroom spot which we'll we'll get to in a minute (laughs) but uh, i'm gonna go with dune here i feel like it's dune versus power of the dog i think dune's just gonna clean up on a lot of these um these other categories that aren't like the the big categories that everyone looks at i i 
kind of wish it would be the power of the dog, but Dune, again, the score is another big piece of why that movie is so just, I might call it overbearing, but so engrossing to some people where you just, you're in it and that, that score is just weighing on you. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely uh, overbearing. Like, yeah, it's all, it's like oppressive, right? It's like, it's, it's, yes. it's very present. And, and that's obviously the intention. I think original score, as we've seen with like, uh, like when Joker won for original score, mm-hmm. you can kind of see that a lot of times it's something that's like, oh, what's the biggest score? Like the, like the, when the, so, I mean, but Joker makes me think more of something like Power of the Dog, where it's like actually kind of, um, like highlighting and underlining right the emotions of the scene like very powerfully i mean sure. I, you know that's a lot of flowery words to describe 2019's joker but i did love that score even though the movie was middling um, yeah but Power it's another one is both an excellent film mm-hmm. and the score just is, is accentuates that yeah i love the score yeah. for the power of the dog but i i mean i mean it more not in the sense that i mean i didn't care for the joker score but not not in the sense that like it's not good but more in the sense that it's memorable because it is so intense and like it, it weighs in on every scene. And I, I think that it's easier to, to see something like that getting in there than even like uh, some of the, uh, some movies that didn't get nominated or something like that, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to think Spencer had a pretty big score though. Spencer. I was, yeah. But, but I guess people just didn't like Spencer. I'm anyway, gonna... I'm going Dune. You're going power of the dog. Yeah. I think I'm going to stick with power of the dog here. Although, uh, I do think you bring you make good points about Dune, um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna stick Power of the Dog on this. Right, one. my opinions about Dune are infallible. Uh, makeup and hairstyling, we've got an interesting bunch here. Coming to America, uh, that's uh, the number two. Uh, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. What do you What do you like here? House of Gucci. A little bit of uh, Jared, Jared Leto action. So, like, so that's immediately where my heart went was House of Gucci. But I think who I'd like to win is Cruella. That would be an interesting, uh, interesting win. Yeah. So I'm actually, this is probably the category other than documentary that uh, I'm missing more than one movie. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen Coming to America or The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Both um, fine. Yeah, so I've heard. Uh, but of what I have seen, Cruella, Dune, and House of Gucci, I would like I think it would be cool if Cruella won. That would be cool. And I think it has a chance uh, in a category we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, but I think this is The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, almost without a doubt. If you, uh, the only thing you you know about that movie is that Jessica Chastain's in it, and she doesn't really even look like Jessica Chastain. Um, that kind of tells you everything you need to know. And it's also one of those things where, uh, when we get into the acting categories, we'll talk about Jessica Chastain and how that nomination and potentially that win, if she does win it, basically all comes down to transformation into this character um, who was obviously a real person. Uh, and almost entirely that is done on makeup and, and hairstyling mm-hmm. and less so on performance. So I think this will be a well-deserved win for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, if it does pull that out, then maybe Jessica Chastain in this particular case, 
But uh, makeup and hairstyling, I'm going Eyes of Tammy Faye. All right. International feature. Let's uh, rattle them off, Zach. All right. Best international feature. Drive my car. Flea. The Hand of God. Lunana. A Yak in the Classroom. (laughs) The Worst Person in the World. So you have not seen Lunana, I assume. No. Did you watch The Hand of God? Also no. (laughs) Okay. Um, But that's Italy, right? From uh, the Netflix movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I think this is a slam dunk, Drive My Car. Yeah, I mean, there's not much debate about it, right? It's nominated for Best Picture, and none of these other ones are. Yeah. So I, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, I know I've gone to uh, to bat a few times for the worst person in the world, and I I wish that it had a little bit more reach um, this year, but that's fine. It got a couple nominations. I'm happy with that. Drive My Car is a fantastic movie too. Yeah, worst person in the world is is very good as mm-hmm. well. I just yeah, I'd, hard to imagine something better than Drive My Car. Uh, yeah, from last year. All right, so we've got film editing up next. Uh, This is shockingly one of the categories that got relegated to the pre-show, which is just such a bizarre thing to... I mean, any of these categories, shifting them away from the main show is just kind of shitty because, you know, it's a lot of people working really hard on these things um, that deserve the recognition. But film editing is so crucial to just putting a movie together. It literally is putting a movie together. So I'm kind of shocked it's not in there, but... Here are the nominees. Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, Tick, Tick, Boom. What are you thinking? Spencer. (laughs) If only. I'm honestly incredibly upset that Spencer is not represented here because I've seen all of these movies and Spencer is edited like better than all of them. No contest. Uh, man. Uh, I think I think don't look up is gonna win here because um, I don't remember the name of of Adam McKay's editor, but every Adam McKay film the last like three or four he's done has been nominated in this category. Sure. Uh, and you think this is the time they break through? Yeah, I I think so. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so. I'm going with sort of the trends on this one and the uh, editing guild, their awards, I think they're called like the Ace Eddie Awards or something like that. Um, Those went to King Richard uh, for film editing. And I I think it's okay. Like, I think that's a fine enough winner if that's the case, because uh, that movie, a big part of it is kind of put together in editing together these tennis matches that feel very dynamic and feel very... um, genuine and that's not necessarily the easiest thing to accomplish in you know with non-professional athletes like going in and just trying to do multiple takes and and stitching it together well so i mean i think that that's maybe what people were looking at when it won that and then just looking at these other ones i hate the way that don't look up is edited but i hate the way that all the adam mckay movies are just everything about them i hate so i it's just a personal bias there Dune, again, I, I feel like this is a category where people look at, I, I don't know, they want to see something being done in editing. And even though the best editing is uh, usually the kind you don't notice. 
So I, I don't know the power of the dog too. The editing doesn't really stand out as like a, the defining feature of that movie. Tick, tick, boom. Uh, okay. I guess. Um, so I think King Richard, this is going to be a way for it to get sort of recognized. It seems like there's some appreciation for King Richard that um, they're going to have a hard time giving it awards uh, other than uh, for actors. So, yeah, I think I'm, I think you've kind of convinced me to double down on don't look up just because, <laughs> just because if you're looking at, you know, the winner of the the actual editors guild, these people mm-hmm. who are professionals in the industry and like have an eye for good editing. Uh, and then this becoming a much broader category of voters. Yeah, uh, exactly. Don't look up. Seems like a more populist answer. Uh, right. So that's what I'm going to go with. And so, okay. Don't look up and King Richard. <laughs> um okay cool and then you're up for documentary short is that right uh yes i think so yeah because so i did international feature and you just did editing so okay documentary short again another blank category for me uh so we have same audible lead me home the queen of basketball three songs for ben zaire uh, when we were bullies. Okay, I'll just I'll just go out and say it. The uh, the Vanity Fair people say it's audible, and I have no reason uh, to doubt them. This podcast sponsored by Audible. <laughs> there you go. It's a Netflix uh, short, which helps because it's a, a little more available. Hmm. And uh, I think it's about a deaf football team, and so that sounds nice. That is cool. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the documentary feature category here. Uh, this is actually the only uh, category or feature film category in which I have a blind spot, which is writing with fire. And that's just not available to watch anywhere, apparently, until the end of the month. So it's kind of too bad. Uh, but the categories are the category that the nominees are Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, and Writing with Fire. How many of these have you seen? Just the one, Flea. Okay. Summer of Souls on my list that I'd like to watch before Sunday, um, as well as Attica. I'm not sure where Ascension is available. Was Ascension's it- on, I think, Paramount Plus, maybe? Ugh. Wasn't, yeah. um, was it Pinocchio last year that also wasn't available before the ceremony? No, I think Pinocchio was, but it was just like days before. Hmm. So, Riding with Fire, I think, literally is like the 31st of this month. Got it. Yeah. I, I So, I, I have seen Flea, which is f- a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Just excellent. True. Um, and it's hard to imagine any of these other ones topping it. Uh, I know you said something to me off the air a couple of days ago about um, Summer of Soul. Yep. I think it's a lock. For Summer of Soul? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, it's just been winning every precursor award. It's, I mean, it's a lovely film and it's really, really well put together. Uh, just going through a bunch of archive, archival footage of, uh, performances from, uh, from this like Harlem cultural, uh, festival. Mm -hmm. And it must've taken just a ton of work to get that all put together. And just the reception to it has just been insane. Like, people love this movie so i i think that summer of soul is pretty uh strongly locked in but i do think flea 
you know, getting into a couple of other categories as well. It can't, you can't just write it off, but I, I feel bad. I want flea to win something. I feel like it's not going to win anything though. Mm, yeah. Well, it's just documentary best animated and international, right? Correct. Yeah. I'll, I think I'll lock it in here. I am hopeful. Let's yeah. See. All right. So you're going flea. I'm going summer of soul. We're going to skip over directing. Uh, and then it is going to be you for costume design. Costume design. We have Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story. Mm-hmm. What do you like here? Um, I love Cruella, especially the costume design. Like the, mm-hmm. It was great in that movie. It's such a fun movie. Um, and then... Probably West Side Story, I'm thinking, as the backup here. Dune, I mean. They're distinctive, the costume design in that at least. Yeah, but after a certain point, everyone looks the same. Like, I think you you have the the opening kind of introduction of the movie where uh, they're in, like, their, like, regal attire because they're hosting this, like, emissary from the emperor or something. Right. But then shortly after that, when they finally get to. They just put on their sand suits. Yeah, exactly. Run around. They're all in the the dune suits, the, the recyclers or what, what is it called? I I don't know. But yeah, sweatsuit, something like that. Anyways. So then, yeah, everyone's wearing that. And I don't know, something like West Side Story. I mean, it's well-designed, but yeah, it's one costume essentially. Yeah. And then something like West Side Story, you know, these big ensemble dance numbers where everyone mm-hmm. looks distinct in some way. I'm probably leaning West Side Story to take it. And then Cruella is like where I think my heart lies. I think go with your heart, man. Cruella, I think Cruella's got a shot, especially because the costume design is so critical to the plot and the story in that movie. True. That, uh, and it's well done. I mean, all of the... I feel like this this category generally does kind of just go to like the flashier. Again, this is the the, the Academy Awards. Almost every time in every category, it goes to something flashier. And like last year was maybe the exception with Nomadland winning uh, as much as it did in being such a subtle movie. But I think Cruella is unapologetically like bold in its costume design, and it really factors into the movie. So I I'm going with Cruella here actually. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm a walking Cruella too. Sweet. Okay. Uh, cinematography. We've got uh, Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, uh, and West Side Story. Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you thinking for cinematography? Power of the Dog. Yeah, I think I'm going that way too. I think Dune has a good shot at this too. Like again, anything craft related. Dune has a real shot at, which is kind of interesting that it's come up so much uh, along the way and no one's really talking about it as a threat for best picture. But again, it doesn't even have the, I don't think it, it yeah. didn't get an editing nomination, did it? It's so kind we, of, oh, it did, but it didn't get a directing of, uh, nomination. It's kind of less than the sum of its parts. It feels like where every, every element is like crafted, you know, impeccably, mm-hmm. but just the story is kind of paced oddly and the performances aren't necessarily there. 
So I think that really is like, is detracting from it, but in terms of its production, you, you know, it's hard to deny that it's not extremely right. done. And I think it could easily get the nomination here. I, I really wish that the tragedy of Macbeth got a little more of a look here because that, I, I think that's just a really impressive feat of filmmaking just in terms of, we talked about production design earlier, but capturing that sort of level of contrast in a, on a soundstage without any natural light or anything is pretty impressive. Uh, but I, I liked the power of the dog. I think that movie is just gorgeous. Um, the way they shoot um, the, you know, vistas of um, where, where was it? Well, not, well, it was, it was definitely filmed in New Zealand, but it looks great. And that's, uh, that's what counts. So go with the power of the dog. Are we both Fantastic. locking in there? Uh, yeah, I think so. Awesome. All right, you wanna you wanna take over for animated feature? Animated feature film nominees are Encanto, Flea, Luca, Mitchell's versus the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. All right. So Is it got, just me, or does uh, Luca feel like it was a million years ago? Luca does feel like it was a long time ago, <laughs> right? Almost. Uh, I mean, it was in the summertime, right? It was like was yeah. it May or June? Probably like May. Yeah, it's closing in on a year almost since it came yeah. since it came out. Uh, Encanto, right? I mean, I bet Cody money that it's Encanto, so I am really hoping to win this one. He, yeah, uh, I, I, I want it to be Flea. I think <laughs> I think that Flea is is the best movie in this category, but even in just the Disney nominations, which is sixty percent of them here. Right, uh, I would pick Luca over Encanto. I think Luca and Raya are both better movies than Encanto. I think, um, yeah, I, I and mean, I think more impressive animation too, even than Encanto. Like, I, I don't think Encanto is like a bad or poorly animated movie, mm-hmm. but I think that it's probably the least impressive of the uh, nominees here in terms of like the what the animation accomplishes. Yeah, I don't know. Raya has the the con baby which it does i forgot about the con baby no no um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think uh i i'm hoping flea flea wins here so i'm gonna lock in flea all right i'm going with encanto the only thing the con baby couldn't steal was your heart zach that's right (laughs) let's go to the uh all right, let's go to the acting categories and then we'll go we'll go director and picture after that so let's start with uh Let's split these up into supporting first. So I'll, I'll start with actor in a supporting role. Let's do, uh, how do you say his name? Is it Ciaran Hines yeah, for Belfast? Mm-hmm. Troy Kotzer for Coda. Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos. Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Um, who do you like here? You have seen all of these except for uh, Being the Being Ricardos, the Ricardos, right? Yeah, Being the Ricardos is the only one I haven't seen. Um here, I think it's probably Cody Smith-McPhee for Power of the Dog. I'm going Troy Kotzer with Coda. He has sort of overtaken the field in terms of uh, recent success. Someone pointed this out That's, on... the son or the husband? The husband. Really? Who's, really? Honestly, I think the best part of that movie, or the maybe the most entertaining part of the movie, at least. <laughs> um, somebody said this too, uh, and I can't remember where I heard it, but they were talking about this Coda surge going on 
And the assumption was maybe that because it just sort of unceremoniously dropped on Apple back in the summer, that people didn't really have the chance to see it so much. And then now that it's in the awards conversation, people are circling back around to it and realizing that it's like a really good movie that's hard to hate. And so it's generating a lot more support for what uh, did get nominated out of it, uh, even if it wasn't um, able to get all the nominations before. But I could see I could see see, uh, Coda winning just about everything it's nominated for. Um, So I'm going Troy Kotzer. You're going Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah. All right. You want to do supporting actress? Okay. Uh, supporting actress or actress in a supporting role, we have Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, uh, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Anjanu Ellis for King Richard. Uh, I think it's Anjanu Ellis here. Um, okay. I think that's certainly possible. What do you think? I think it's Ariana DeBose. I think that that, I think that the role of Anita in West Side Story is just such a great spot to be in. And she's fantastic in that role. She's been winning a lot in the lead up to the Oscars here. Um, and I think, uh, I think she carries it forward here. But how cool would it be if Jesse Buckley just surprised the world? I think she's fantastic in The Lost Daughter. She but Anjanu really Ellis in, is probably the, the runner-up here in my mind. She is mind. really good in, in The Lost Daughter. She's pretty much – she's great in everything, honestly. Jessica. That's true. Yeah. yeah. She's, um, she's fantastic. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just my own, like, bias against West Side Story. Like, I just didn't like it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm going to stick stick to my guns here. All right, I respect it. I think I think it's certainly possible that Anjanu Ellis uh, surprises in there. I think I got I think I got like fourteen out of what twenty three last year. So yeah, I'm probably getting like nine this time. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it, there's just a, a few categories here that could could be anyone's guess. Uh, I'm gonna save actress for the last of the acting categories just because I think that one's the one that has some debate to it. Mm-hmm. So let's do actor in a leading role. Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, the power of the dog, Andrew Garfield, tick, tick, boom, Will Smith, King Richard, uh, and Denzel Washington, the tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, Will Smith, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of like the, the, the go-to answer here. Um, I I think he's it's a fine performance. Yeah, I, I, I agree. He's putting on a performance is the thing, you know, like he's really going for it mm-hmm. with that role. And I think that's fine. Um, don't understand why Javier Bardem's in there, but anyone else I would be happy with too. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is awesome in The Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield, I think is really good in Tick, Tick, Boom, a movie I like a lot more than I thought I would. And a lot of that has to do with him. Yeah. Um, and then Denzel Washington is very good in the tragedy of Macbeth too, but yeah, Will Smith is finally going to win an Oscar. Probably that's pretty cool. This, this will be his first Oscar. Yeah. I think he's been nominated a few times. I think he got nominated for some Muhammad Ali movie. Was it just called Ali? Yeah. And I think he was nominated for the pursuit of happiness, but he didn't win either time. Mm. So 
Yeah, Will Smith. There you go. Um, all right. So actress, yeah. I think, is where there's a little bit more room for debate. You want to reel them off here? Actress in a leading role, Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman, Bing the Ricardos, Kristen Stewart, Spencer. Uh, is that who you're going with? <laughs> uh this is tough so i haven't seen i haven't seen Isaac tammy faye or being the ricardos um so i don't know about those performances really um, yeah both fantastic actresses you know capable of giving an oscar-winning performance um olivia coleman always seems to be in the conversation i feel like in the last couple of years, like she's always mm-hmm. been in something that's been nominated uh, or is kind of like prestigious, you know, or her, her, her performance itself has been nominated. Um, if I had to pick, like if I was presenting the award, I would probably give it to Penelope Cruz, to be honest. I think, I think I would too. I mean, yeah. she's so good in that movie. Yeah. And the movie itself is great too. And just, yeah her character and her performance as a character are so, so interesting. Uh, I love parallel mothers. So <laughs> I, I think I would give it, if I was giving the award, I think I would give it to Penelope Cruz, but in terms of who's going to win this, I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's going to be Jessica Chastain. Again, she's been winning a lot. She also has very publicly said that she will, not be there to accept the award if she if she has to choose between attending the um makeup and hairstyling um presentation that's happening off the show um and i think that probably garners her a lot of uh respect from some of the craft uh categories and the categories that that knocked her out of there plus it's just one of those very big performances that she's doing the most acting even if it's not the best acting um yeah, I, I think she's going to win. And it's just, yeah. I wish that they could get away from that, uh, the, like the Academy in general, and just only seeming to want to reward people who transform into real people. It's more it's more imitation than anything. And not that Jessica Chastain is bad in the movie. I think she's fine. But it's really more of a feat of makeup and hairstyling, honestly, than it is anything else. Yeah, actually, I, I was going to say something similar about how the Oscar voting body you know, the Academy tends to favor more transformative performances as opposed to like original Mm -hmm. performances or like original character performances. At least when I feel like there's always something in this category or like in, you know, in best picture where the lead actor is like, is somebody else is a real person, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's a pretty strong argument. Uh, I'm probably willing to lock in Jessica Chastain here. I just, not my favorite in this category, even though I, I haven't seen this performance, obviously, and I'm sure she's wonderful. Like I like Jessica Chastain a lot as an actress, but it's hard to imagine that it's anything, anything is better than Penelope Cruz or, or especially Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Kristen Stewart's awesome. Who, and Spencer, <laughs> my heart breaks for Spencer, honestly, because yeah. it's one of my favorite movies from the last year. And like probably one of my favorite movies ever. Um, and yeah, just sad. It is sad. I can uh, agree with that. Um, I, yeah, I think 
Jessica Chastain and Nicole Kidman in this category are probably the least deserving based on this performance uh, to win it. And they're probably the two favorites. So that's just sort of unfortunate. Um, okay. So we got two more categories here. Uh, that are the big ones. So we've got the um, directing uh, Oscar here and the nominees are Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, uh, Raisuki Hamaguchi for drive my car, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Um, what are you thinking here? This is a toss-up. Um, all of these are, with the exception of maybe Belfast, <laughs> which, again, I do have a soft spot for, but not necessarily something I felt like needed where the directing was noticed. Especially compared to these other four entries, um, I'm thinking Jane Campion is going to be up here. Is going to win for best director. I think when I watched Power of the Dog compared to when I watched, you know, Drive My Car, Liquor Pizza, or West Side Story, I noticed the directing, and mm-hmm. not not because it, I felt like there was like a you know like an overbearing hand there or something, but almost just like it was so effortless to me like the ease of which like how do i explain it watching this movie is like holy shit like this is everything is just fantastic um Mm -hmm. and i feel like the camera work and the staging of of the film there's just so much subtext that's happening you know it's just a, a really dense movie and the way it's captured as I was watching, it just, it stood out to me. So I think I'm leaning Jane Campion here. Um, but honestly, any of these directors, I feel like could win. Uh, most likely to win. I, I'm hoping it's Jane Campion. And then probably PTA, Spielberg, Hamaguchi, Brana in that order. Yeah, I would be interested to see if Hamaguchi could, uh, could pull one off here. It seems though, like with the exception of the, the Parasite year, that international director that that always seems to uh, end up in in the category is sort of the the nomination is the uh, the award for for that in in that mm-hmm. case and that's too bad because it, it it happens kind of a lot but I do think you're on the right track with Jane Campion I agree with pretty much everything you said that movie is very intricate in all these pieces that come together and subtle but it all folds in together to just like pack a punch at the end. And I think that it's really a pretty masterful piece of work from a a directing standpoint and just overall in general. So power of the dog. I think we both have that there. All right. The big one, Zach, best picture. Is it me reading them out or is it you? I think it's you. I think I did director. Okay. Uh, You did. Okay. So nominees for best picture. Belfast. Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. You gave it quite the pause after Belfast. I was worried that you were just locking it in off the top. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only best best picture (laughs) nominee, Belfast. Uh, 
I mean, it's it seems like it's sort of a two horse race at this point between Coda and the power of the dog. At least that's the way the narrative is shaping up around all of this stuff. Um, I don't know. Do you think anything else? I, I mean, I guess anything does have a chance. Anything could happen. But I don't really see another movie in here that has had the same sort of uh, track record, the same sort of um, I don't know, narrative around it as those two. So it does, it does sort of seem like that's what we're, we're at here is Coda for the power of the dog. What, what are you thinking though? This feels like a year where they read the wrong card again. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Don't look up. You actually <laughs> won the Oscar. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just going to go with, with the, the popular answer here and, and just lock in Coda. Um, because again, I think that just based on the way the buzz has been building, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna take it at least for best picture. Um, you know, the, the Cinderella story is gonna go all the way. Uh, that's just that's just how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I'm going Coda too, and I'm a little bummed about it. Not because I think Coda is a bad movie. Don't think it's best picture worthy necessarily. But I think that it's going to be one of those types of movies that wins Best Picture and then just gets like crapped all over because it shouldn't have won Best Picture, even though it's like a pretty decent movie. Like this isn't, there's a lot of comparison to Green Book going around or whatever. This isn't Green Book. Like this is a a better movie that that might win Best Picture, but that narrative just kind of, it sucks for it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Undeserved for sure. Um it's just such a it's a movie that's like fits so well with general audiences i think this mm-hmm. is you know it um yeah and you got to remember that uh the best picture ballot for the oscars is like a ranked choice thing mm-hmm. so you've got to not just have a lot of first place votes you have to have a lot of support even below that right. and i could see something where the power of the dog is first on a lot of ballots, but also last on a lot of ballots. You know, we just had, uh, we were talking about this uh, off the podcast the other day, like the whole Sam Elliott thing. Like, you know, that guy's got the power of the dog very near the bottom of his, uh, his, his ranking, yeah. you know, but like, I think the thing with Coda is you're going to have maybe less people having it the very, very top of their list, but there's probably not a whole lot of people that are going to have it even in the bottom half yeah. of the movies nominated. So I think that movie is going to have, or generate a lot of support, even if it's not first place support. Uh, and that could be enough to push it um, over the line and make it the best picture. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good point to bring up about the ranked choice voting. And I think it, that is a really big advantage here in Coda's favor, because like I said, it, it is just such a movie that sits well with general audiences. Like there's not a lot of reasons to dislike it. I think, you know, um, it's just it's just like a very feel good movie PG like everyone loves Marley Matlin yeah Marley know. Matlin's great even um what's the girl's name who plays Ruby She's Amelia great. Jones yeah at the, everyone's everyone's good it's just it's a good movie it's fun it's 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 heartwarming exactly you know? it's it's, it's a, hard to be too mad about it but it's the power of the dog story. would be a, a quite a good winner in this I category agree. probably I think I, I think. But my best picture for last year was definitely Drive My Car, but mm-hmm. Power of the Dog is uh, is one that's in the conversation for sure. Yeah, those two are right there for me. Uh, 
Drive My Car, Power the Dog are two movies that I, I liked a ton that I wish could have, uh, could do it. And, you know, the Power of the Dog is still quite possibly the front runner here. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see on Sunday. All right, Zach, thanks for uh, being here, running down the Oscar list with me here. I think I'm going to go ahead and submit mine right now. Uh, so it's ready to go for Sunday. If anyone else wants to join us on the Oscar predictions, I will link the uh, the Google Doc form uh, in this episode, and I'll, I'll tweet it out again as well. So uh, join us for uh, predicting the Oscars. Uh, any last Oscars thoughts, though, Zach, before we uh, take off? Um, I think this this ceremony is going to be an interesting one. Uh, people are pretty upset yeah. <laughs> about some of the choices being made. Understandably. I, I think we are in for a mistake. Like, you know, I, this does feel like a reading the wrong card kind of year. Um, I feel like it'd be hard to screw up worse than... Um, last year in which they built the whole thing around honoring Chadwick Boseman and then gave an <laughs> award to Anthony Hopkins instead. It was yeah, great in the father, but <laughs> also bad. And um, yeah, I think we're going to follow that one up with, uh, with something else here. I don't know. Just, just a feeling. There's um, gotta be some surprises in here somewhere. I feel like it seems like so many of these categories have such a big push going for one nominee that it'll be interesting to see where it sort of breaks with what people are expecting. Yeah. So I think it'll be, it'll be at least fun to kind of hate watch even. So always is. So yeah, let's fucking go. Mm-hmm.